Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kid, Roots 11 and 15, Ummel's Wharf Online, sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory, all with great warranties, great pre owned inventory. With the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a great service department that's getting so much business, they need more technicians. So if you're experienced, looking for that all-important first job as an entry-level technician or someone just wants a career change, they want to hear from you. Stop by in person, apply online at sunburymotors.com or call Todd at 286-7746. Time now for the play-by-play call of the day. Hello. High fly ball out to deep right center field. Aquino's going back. It is off the top of the scoreboard. Gene's on his way to third. He'll be held there. Oh, what a swing by Bryson Stott. It gets away. Gino's going home. He'll score. Great job. Stott to third. The Phillies have tied it up. Wow, what a job of base running by both Seriously. Both Segura and Stott. That is exciting. Exciting moment for the Phillies. And by the way, Bryce Harper at two home runs for Lehigh Valley. On the rehab trail. He might be back in a little less than two weeks. Nice. Very, very nice. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be an important addition down the stretch. Getting him back, that's an MVP bat. That is an MVP bat right there. Really the only one... In baseball period, don't you think, man? No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! He's going to be a Met. Are you going to root for him then? No. <clears throat> Absolutely not. But hopefully we won't have to have that discussion. Oh, he's good as gone. You know that. This is not the part of the show where you start to weep, is it? No, no. Not yet, at least. If he goes to the Mets, do you burn the jersey? It may cause for that, yeah. If I ask Lisa about the waste of money on the jersey, what does she say? It doesn't matter because it was a gift from my aunt and uncle for Christmas two years oh, ago. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> and you know what? They would tell me to do the same thing. 
Because why? Was they're Yankee fans? I couldn't tell. So, I mean, who do the Yankees have next? Are they playing today? No, they got a West Coast trip now with oh, okay. uh, Oakland and the Angels. And I forget after that. Yeah, they're done with Seattle, so it's not them. They're not playing a National League team, are they? I know they had the Brewers coming up, but I think they have somebody in between. Okay. See, See, next year, it's all balanced. Everybody's playing everybody next year. So there won't be a game. So in other words, the Yankees will play Arizona. They'll play the Dodgers. They'll play the Phillies. We already know on September 15th, they're playing the Giants. I mean, uh, September 15th, they're playing the Pirates. On Roberto Clemente Day, that we do know. And it's going to be like that for everybody. So the Red Sox will play the Phillies next year. Phillies will play the uh, the Angels next year. They'll play the Mariners. They'll play everybody. Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's A's, Angels on the road, Rays on the road, then home against the Twins, Rays, and Red Sox before they head to Milwaukee. And then two games with the Pirates back at home. Okay. So, okay, that's what they end up with. Yeah, it's kind of odd how that works out. Boy, imagine having O'Neill Cruz and Giancarlo Stanton in the same ballpark. <laughs> oh, my almighty! <laughs> 225.2 miles an hour to get a single and a double play. All right. That's the results of the two plays. Neither one's a home run. I mean, is do I find this stuff interesting? Sure, it's interesting. But we're putting a lot of stock in that's interesting as opposed to does it help you win it's all about does it help you win individuals get to all-star games teams win championships simple you think of a party pooper To some extent, yes. It was a single. If the pirates, if, it, if, it, if the pirates weren't so embarrassing, then I would call. I, I wouldn't give you any slack, but I'll, I'll cut you some slack because yes, the pirates are embarrassing. They lost fourteen to two today at home, so yeah. But it's a single. It was one of those hard singles, too. By the way, because it it hit hard off the wall. I know. And Stanton hit into a double play. You know what that is in my, my stat book? Two outs. <laughs> At least with Cruz, he hit it to the wall. Stanton, yeah, he hit a double play. That's nothing. 
In fact, that's better work by the fielder. It's good work by Acuna. He got the ball back in. Also today, too, yeah. Barehanded, too. Did he score? No. Uh, yeah, no. No. Again, what's the object of the game? I need to score more runs than those guys. No. It's interesting, yes. What does it do for the winning and losing of the game? Different story. And that's, I mean, what do I talk, what do I talk about all the time in the show? I always talk about what are the keys of winning and losing a game? That's what it's about. We're now at a point where we're talking so much about individuals that it blurs who wins and loses the game. The headline says, O'Neal, it's hardest ball ever in StatCast era. But what was the score of the game? 14-2, they lost. It's a footnote. So Aaron Judge, for example, say Aaron Judge hits two home runs, gets to 50, and the Yankees lose who they have next, Oakland? Yeah. Right? And and to be honest with you, if he hits two home runs to 50, it's a footnote, they lost. See, that's how I look at it. You had a great game. You did something that's really, really great. But the headline says, Judge hits 50. That's the headline. Okay? You're thinking, you think, boy, they must have won that game. What do you mean they lost? Oh. It's the same thing on the gambling part of it. Um, Eagles are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay? They beat the Cowboys 20-17. to 17. You got a bunch of people out there mad because they didn't cover. Meanwhile, you're jumping up and down because they won. I give you credit. Thank you. And good news, I mean, the parents were smart. They put the names of the kids on the back of the jersey, so now they know which one gets which one. That's great. <laughs> Same thing with with the undershirts. All right. Uh, I mean, I, I'm just concerned about, like, the games. Look, and I've been around players. Okay, I've been around players where you know a big thing to them is whether they get theirs or not. I've been around them. Okay? And it's tough for me to see that attitude. To me, it's about W's.
That's I mean that that to me is And that's why, for example, I'm talking to my class today. Okay, so here we are. Matt thinks I'm a party pooper. Okay. I don't glorify what you glorify, so I'm a party pooper. So I'm telling them today, like, okay, how many students in here gamble? Bet on games. So I have 19 students in the class. Three put their hands up. And I said, look, I'm not going to tell you what to do at all. I said, but my strong recommendation is don't bet on games you are covering because it then jades your opinion of what you're watching because now the game is ultra-personal to you. Your money is on the line. So you want to bet on something else? Go ahead. That's your business. It's legal. I said, it's legal for you to bet on the game you're watching, but I said to at least lend some level of perspective to what we are watching and professionalism, I don't think you should gamble in the game. I agree, 100%. Right. I said, that's just a recommendation. The other thing I said to him was about social media. Because they said, do you? I said, I've never gambled a dime in my life. Social media. And I said, okay, I, uh, I'm i not on social media. Now, I did explain the Twitter account, but I also explained that you run it. How many times have I personally ever posted on the Twitter account? Never. All me. Yeah. All right. And then I looked at them and I said, okay. And, you know, and I told them how important it was for them to have it, by the way. I said, it's important for you to have it. I have an established career. I don't have to have it. Uh, I said, but you do. I said, I said, now I don't have social media. I said, a lot of you are standing up, sitting in the chairs right now, listening to this saying, okay, where did they get this dinosaur? <laughs> That's probably what you wonder some days. There are times. But like Where'd I say, today that? today I cut you a little slack with the O'Neill Cruz thing. Uh, I cut you a little slack. I mean, it's great that he hit it, but he's hitting 198. I mean, Mario Mendoza, former pirate, they refer to it as the Mendoza line. He's under it. He has twice as many strikeouts as hits. Mickey Mantle struck out a lot in his career, right? He had 700 fewer strikeouts than hits. Okay? Now, Cruz is a kid... He could develop into, obviously, a great player. He could. He's got a lot of tools. But he's got four to one. I think four to one. Let me make sure I got my math right. He has a six to one strikeout to walk rate. 
He has twice as many strikeouts as hits. No offense, that's not good baseball. But I'm glad he hit the ball hard today. That's good. I did the same thing with the stand thing, by the way. When they put that out, I said, he didn't do a double play. Who cares? I'd rather have a bleeder and get a run. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Swinging a fly ball in the air, out to right field. Dickerson turns, he'll just watch this one fly. Bryce Harper in his first at-bat as he begins his rehab back to Philadelphia. Hits a solo home run off the poles in right center field. Welcome to the Lehigh Valley, Bryce Harper. First pitch to Harper, swinging a line drive out to left field. Forget about it. Perez will just let this one fly into the bullpen. His second home run of the ball game. This time it's a three-run opposite field, no doubter. And Bryce Harper has just blown the lid off this capacity crowd. They came out to see him. Two home runs, exit velocity less than 122, but counted for runs. (laughs) You're on a roll today. Okay, so let's get you up to date on uh, Purdue. Uh, Just so you have at least a read on where they are. Uh, they're done with both their scrimmages, uh, and they have had some people out. And again, this goes back to what I talk about, as you know, a lot about, as I've said, do you end camp with the same team you started with? So for them, Brock Thompson, good receiver. You know, not awesome and incredible, but good. Uh, He's only getting limited reps. Could not scrimmage on Saturday. Corey Trice, key ball, key uh, guy on the defensive side of the ball. And he was held out Saturday. Defensive lineman Branson Dean, senior linebacker Jalen Graham, both hamstring injuries, held out Saturday. And, of course, they've already lost Garrett Miller for the year at tight end. He's their backup tight end, but a backup tight end who plays a lot. And Charlie Jones, the transfer from Iowa, not a full participant in Tuesday's practice. Okay. So that gives you at least some idea about what's going on there. Jeff Brom said following the scrimmage, we got to get them ready to play. They practice some, but not a lot, and they've got to get more work. 
They think that they're going to be able to just show up in the game and play hard, but it's not going to happen. They've got to get some good quality work in. We've got to figure out the right balance to get that done. We need all of our guys out there in the field. Also, slot receiver T.J. Sheffield did not participate in the scrimmage. He also was not a... Let me put it this way. The defense was doing really well against the offense, according to what observers said. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Care Routes 11 and 15, Almost Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai. Best in new inventory, all with great warranties. Great pre-owned inventory with the all-important Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a great service department that is getting a lot of business. So they need more people. So if you're an experienced technician, entry-level technician, looking for that first job, someone looking for a career change, they want to hear from you. Stop by in person, apply online at sunburymotors.com, or call Todd at 286-7746. So there you go. Um... Gave you the Purdue rundown. And uh, he, uh, Jeff Brown was asked about Aiden O'Connell. He says he's been dialed in and locked in, and he's provided great leadership. He understands how important he is to this team. It's a credit to him. We've got to keep him healthy. We've got to make sure that we're getting in rhythm. We've got to do things he's comfortable with. He's a valuable piece. It's from Mike Carmen, by the way, from the Journal and Courier, and also part of the USA Today Network. Uh, defensive end Nick Carraway, young player, has been a bright spot. So we've got to find a spot for him, and understanding the whole package isn't going to be naturally happening for him as well. We've got to get him up to speed and know what calls we can run when he's in there. But he is someone that has definitely stood out, made plays, someone that in the future, hopefully sooner rather than later, but sometime in the future will be a very good player for us. That's Nick Carraway. He feels like his defense has given up too many big plays. Now it could be a credit to the offense, too. But he also didn't think his team has done a good job of going after 50-50 balls. He said that's what David Bell was tremendous at. There comes a point where whether you're a receiver, a quarterback, a lineman, you've got to tell yourself, I have to win this matchup on this play. Regardless, I have to win it. and have to find a way to win it. I don't think we've done a good job of that so far. And David Bell was the kind of guy that would get those kind of plays. No question. So... 
that gives you at least a rundown of where they are. Big plus for them as the quarterback, obviously. Now, they've got eight days to go as well. Now, they've got to be at some point throttling down here. I would assume that scrimmage was the last big-time contact they've had, they're going to get. But it's going to be a blackout. And, uh, you know, it's uh, you throw a lot into these opening games like this because this is a big chance for Purdue, huge. But it's also a big chance for Penn State. You want to get out of the gate. They did that last year. They got out of the gate. That was really important. No question. Big game, both teams. You want to get out of the gate. Then, of course, there's, you know, you got that game. Now, Nebraska and Northwestern and Dublin. Big game, both teams. Northwestern struggled last year. Nebraska has been struggling. Each one needs to get off to a good start. Penn State needs to get off to a good start. Now, the feature game of the weekend nationally is Ohio State and Notre Dame. Games in Columbus. I'll be honest with you. I, as of right now, I don't think Notre Dame can get within two touchdowns of them. I agree. But it's also it's but also an opening game is the most unpredictable game because at that point now you know what you you, know, you don't really know what you have or what you don't have. So you actually start playing. I know these are the preseason rankings when the AP Top 25 came out, Steve, but I was flabbergasted that Notre Dame was in the top five. I, I, I couldn't believe that. Notre Dame could go, in all honesty, eight and four when it's all said and done. They've got Ohio State on the road. They've got Clemson home game. They got to play that neutral game in Vegas with BYU, and they've got USC out in the coast. I don't know. It is going to be. Um, the future looks good, but this season, sure, I, I, oh, yeah, I don't no. see it. No, no, and Marcus Freeman, by the way, I personally think is a good hire. 
as the head coach? I like the hire as well. I just don't like, think something's going to happen this year with him. I mean, like his, like the juice, like the energy. Look, Brian Kelly did not leave the cupboard bare. He's been recruiting. It's going to be a little tough going in with a new quarterback this year. That's a big advantage Ohio State has. Their quarterback has been around the block. Notre Dame's quarterback has not. And I think that does play a role. Uh, Notre Dame is going to have to run the ball in this game. That's been a point of emphasis for Ohio State in the offseason anyway. But it's going to be fun to have football. And I'll tell you like that. That's one of the advantages of the Thursday thing. I will say this. I'll be able to do the Thursday game, and I'll be able to put my feet up on Saturday. Well, I can't really. I guess I have a baseball game. But I'll be able to watch some of the Ohio State-Notre Dame game. The Spikes manager, Dave Tremblay, the former Orioles manager, huge Notre Dame fan, huge. He says to me, so I pulled him aside, I don't know, two weeks ago, and I said, hey, Dave, what are you going to do on the 3rd of September when Ohio State's playing Notre Dame? He says, Steve, I don't know. He says, and I, he says maybe I can get tossed. And I looked at him and I said, Dave, your personality doesn't lend itself. He says, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a good strategy, though. He said, I said, that's not, I said, your personality is not, because when Dave goes out to argue, he does not argue, he discusses and does it with a smile on his face. <laughs> I'll be able to watch some of it, so that'll be good. Yeah, actually, I have. I probably won't be able to catch it till the end because I have Bucknell's Townsend. What time's the Townsend Bucknell game? It's at six. So. Oh, you'll be done by then. You'll be done by nine. I think the Notre Dame game's at seven thirty. It's seven thirty. Yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll probably miss it. I'll probably miss it the first half, most likely. Maybe a little I mean, bit into the third quarter. It won't. It won't really start till seven forty-five. Yeah. You got a whole weekend. I don't even know what I don't even know what the Labor Day game is. Uh I know the Sunday night the Sunday night ABC game is LSU and Florida State, I wanna say. No. Sort of interesting. Sort of interesting. I mean Brian Kelly first game. Let's go Florida State. I don't think they have the Florida. There's something's not right with Florida State. No, you're right. And, it, and it's and it started with Jimbo. It started. It started. With, and believe me, this all started with Jimbo. Jimbo had started to let this thing, for whatever reason, slide down after they won the national championship. That's why when he went to Texas A and M, I said, "Do you know what you're getting?" I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think. 
Texas A&M could be 8-4, and 9-3 themselves this year. I know a lot of people think they're the second best team in the SEC West. I don't know. They got a really young team in a lot of spots. Labor Day is Clemson, Georgia Tech, by the way. Exactly. (laughs) I have no words. Oh, yeah, that's the other one. Glad you brought that up. Let's go back to my TV app here. You know, we hear all the time about Atlanta and Georgia Tech. Hey, you want to get so where's Georgia Tech here in terms of average viewership per game? Ding, 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 ding. Let's see. 61st. 459,000 a game. Wow. That's way more than I thought, actually. Well, it's lower than Pitt. It's higher than Colorado. Colorado's only 366. Wow. They're 64th. And that's Denver. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, that coveted Atlanta market. Oh, look, Georgia's fifth, 3.6. Gee, I wonder who owns that state. Exactly. The Bulldogs are the big dog. That's what it means. I mean, it's like, to me, it's the equivalent in the ACC of Pitt looking at everybody saying, hey, we give you Pennsylvania. No, you don't. The Florida State LSU game is at LSU, by the way, on September fourth on Sunday. Right, okay. Okay. And the Georgia Tech Clemson game is. In it's Atlanta. at Georgia Tech. <laughs> yeah, it's in Atlanta. They'll have a good crowd for it because a lot of people from Clemson will go over for it. It's an easy drive. That's true. Actually, no. The at the uh, LSU game is being played at the Superdome. Almost the same thing. Basically, yeah. It's a neutral site game where one team has to fly and the other one buses. And I'll get back to you. And the Georgia Tech game's at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. <laughs> Once again, what? you guys, you're right. Easy drive for Clemson. They'll fill that up. I don't think they're going to fill it up. I think there will be empty seats for that game. Well, there'll be more Clemson fans there than oh, yeah. Georgia no, Tech. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they won't fill that up. No way. Right. And Georgia Tech doesn't have enough fans to begin with. Clemson doesn't sell out their games. Which is true, by the way. Clemson does not sell out their games. Yeah. We'll take a break. We'll wrap it up in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. 
more than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 630 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. Wink. Left field. Deep. More back. All right back. And man, is Chase Link on fire. Stinks. Third home run of the World Series. One nothing Pennsylvania. Okay now. Not that easy, boys and girls. He didn't see a fastball the entire first game. He played three at bats, all breaking balls. And now the three home runs that he's hit, Carl, all elevated fastballs. And when he meets this, I mean, this one to the hedge. Four for his last six, three homers, seven RBIs. Oh, and, and now all three of these have changed the game he's been in. Carl Ravitch, Jessica Mendoza, Holidaysburg 10-run rule. So they got the rematch with Peril in Texas coming up tonight. Trying to get to the um, U.S. semifinals. Uh, regardless of the result tonight, Neil Riddell is going to join us on the show Friday to talk about this run and about Penn State football. Okay? So Neil will join us on Friday. Tomorrow's our high school roundtable. Reuben Frank on Friday as well. And uh, Neil Riddell on Friday too. Okay? So that'll wrap up the week. And the King, of course, will be on. We'll have some fun. All right? Happy Kobe Bryant Day. It's 824. There you go. And then, of course, Friday is the opening night, Nevada and New Mexico State. Now, will you watch a little bit of that game? Uh, Probably not, no. You call me a party poop. <laughs> I'll, of course, be watching next Thursday night. You're contractually obligated. Partially, but I would watch it anyway. I see. I think I'll watch it, too. It would probably help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jack and I at the golf course yesterday after we were done with the with the uh, Duquesne Club. We had a long talk. So it's going to be um, well. We'll just take it a week at a time.
see how it unfolds. Sure do. Uh, sure can't wait to watch this team play, that's for sure. Can't wait. I mean, Nebraska-Northwestern, when you watch that game. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Uh, I'd rather watch the Nevada game if I had a choice between the two, to be perfectly honest. Wyoming and Illinois. Mm, eh. Is there anything this weekend you'll watch? Hey, not really. I mean, first of all, the Eagles play Saturday night. That game doesn't count. And you don't even know anybody playing in the game. I, I know most of them, actually. Oh, no, you don't. I pay attention. I know I know, mo- I know a decent amount of them. Oh, please. Please. No, I mean, hey, Jeffrey Lurie doesn't even know who some of these people are. <laughs> well, actually, technically, I will watch Nevada football because I'll be watching maybe Carson Strong maybe get some more reps than what he has. I don't think that counts. Um, yeah, no. He's barely played this preseason. Who's quarterbacking you on Saturday? It'll probably be the way they did it in Cleveland. Gardner Minshew will start. Then Reed Sinet will take over after that. And then Carson Strong will probably finish. And you're going to watch this game? Mostly, yeah. Why? Because <laughs> I'm crazy. I don't know what else to say. I, I just love the NFL. I don't care what it is. I'll watch. And I and I'm an Eagle fan. I think tomorrow isn't tomorrow the first Amazon Prime game. Yes, I think you're correct about that. 